1: Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
0: From coffee to moonlight, from driving Miss Daisy to the last dragon, we've seen a lot, but we're going to watch them all. I'm Len, the Bat-Tribble. And I'm Vincent Williams. And we are the Macho Mission. Two men, one podcast. Every, every black, black film, film ever made. <laughs> Catch us every week on Poglomerate. All right. All right.
1: Welcome once again to another stop on the Michelle Mission Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made I am your host Vincent Williams of It's All Soul G-Town Radio, Wednesday nights 8 to 10 And I'm joined as always
0: Yo, what's up, holla at your boy, this is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble
1: And on this episode, we are going to spend some time With a bona fide African American classic 1996's Set it off, uh, directed by F. Gary Gray, starring Vivica Fox, Jada Pinkett, before she was Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Kim Elise, and Queen Latifah. With the
0: film debut of Kimberly Elise. Is this a film? I yes. thought she was in uh, Beloved before this. No, this is introducing, and it says in, in the um, it in, in the credits in the beginning it that says is introducing really Kimberly. Elise. I did not catch that, okay. <laughs>
1: With a couple of uh, supporting roles uh, Certainly Blair Underwood Yeah The eternally underrated And not working enough Ella Joyce
0: yes. yes And
1: John McKinley Yes John McKinley
0: Always a welcome sight Always a welcome sight But before we get to that I Yes we, we have, have some feedback. feedback We do um, We have feedback from all of those Who are listening to us via our podcast Or on the radio If you're checking us out on WPPM 106.5 FM on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Or if you're listening on a Monday morning on WKDU 91.7 FM here in Philadelphia. If you're checking out the Michelle Mission, you can please hit us up, email us at MichelleMission at gmail.com, and like and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Michelle Mission, and get involved with our Facebook group, Michelle Mission, which is where we have a whole lot of fun. We actually, speaking of Twitter, we were contacted by a man who actually has a bachelor's, excuse me, a master's in music, H. Rap Critic Brown.
1: That is a great name.
0: Who gave us a shout out, says, uh, shout out to the show show mission. I am loving your podcast on Spotify. Thank you, sir. Or ma'am. I believe it's a guy. Oh thank you, sir. I, I appreciate you trying to be politically correct, but I believe that H Rap Critic Ground is a is a gentleman. Thank you, sir. Uh, we also heard from Con Cain <laughs> on Instagram who said that I'm listening to the latest Michelle mission where they started reading listener letters. One listener writes in saying they rarely takes lens recommendations. <laughs> As he hates everything. <laughs> then Vince leans in saying, You're a mean one, <laughs> Mr. Len, and laughter ensues. In this inspired Con Kane, who was a noted cartoonist, I should add, <laughs> to doodle up a picture of said Bat Trivel, AKA me, <laughs> as the Grinch. <laughs> That is fantastic. And there's nothing fantastic about this. There's nothing fantastic about this at all. No, it is not. I, I'm I'm not sure. I because I reposted it. I reposted it on on uh, Instagram so people could see. And b- but when you repost it, it just has the, um, the the black and white image of that he did of us. Yeah. But on his original post. On his original post, he did a colored version of us, of me as well. Yes, Complete with the quote, you're a mean one, Mr. Len. And our Michelle Mission logo. It's beautiful. It's actually beautiful. Just enjoying the hell out of this. Hey, respect the technique. And then he says, thanks for the inspiration. (laughs) It's beautiful. You're all green. <laughs> anyway, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, you know, hey, it, it's fan art. What can I say? Yes, we got fan art. We got hey, our first piece of fan our art. First piece of fan art. You know, so God bless. Um, also, I, I want to point out to you that uh, um, we heard from Dorian Missick. Oh, what's up, Dorian? said that he was enjoying the show. He was actually kind of like running lines okay. um with his with his little dog, his little Corgi. I actually saw him on Instagram with yeah and he said that uh he was listening to our Tangerine episode while he was doing that. Oh, excellent. So, and he appreciated us giving him a shout out. Absolutely. On said episode. So you know, I'm about to share that with you, Vince. Yes. Um we also heard from on Twitter. Let me see if I can... Rachel Rawlings... Hey, what's up, Rachel? Said... um, She's catching up on all of the shows. And she said, I watched the girl with all the gifts last night, and and I'm catching up with your review now. I didn't know about the color flip between Melanie and the teacher. Thought it was a callback to Scary Spice Mel B. (laughs) But uh, wants to thank us for talking about this flick. She really enjoyed the conversation. I'm glad. So that that was uh, that's love. That's love. Yeah, absolutely. I always like that. Um, Then let's see. There was something else that I needed to go over with you, Mr. Vince. Ah, yes. We heard from Bougie Square Society who said he took his. This was on our Facebook group. Said he took the kids to see the Uncle Drew movie. Yes. Where Tiffany Haddish was in the movie. She's also featured in two upcoming movies one with Kevin Hart, with, I believe that's Night School. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And then a film, an upcoming film with, uh, directed by Tyler Perry. Yes. Boosie Square Society goes on to say that I'm over the Tiffany Haddish minstrel show, oh. similarly like I was over the Kevin Hart show. Mm. More power to both of them on, on getting the, the, the job and making that money. Steve Tozen asked why would you call their performances minstrel I think that's an unfair criticism for comedians like Hart and Haddish if you don't like a comedian's work that's fine but I'm not going to compare them to folks who wear blackface Kevin Hart writes some actually very smart material the problem is it doesn't make as much money as his stand up or his movie roles most comedians are capable of more intelligent material but it doesn't always pay the bills I think it's messed up to call their performance minstrel yeah. Yeah, it's
1: it's and and that was a pretty vigorous post. Yeah. yeah that that I think is still going Cause, and and you know I think it's reflective of a conversation that we've been having we as as a community about Tiffany Haddish and you know to a certain extent I've I've heard um Cardi B mm. folded into this. And you know I think the thing with Tiffany Haddish and, and, you know, like I just said, uh, Cardi B has come up in these conversations Mm -hmm, mm as well. I like both of them just sort of as people and and, and what they've achieved. And, 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 you know, I I think the other part of it is just the older I get, the less interest I have in policing people's blackness and, and how they kind of behave. Basically, especially if they're actually being genuine. Yeah. Which, you know, from everything about Tiffany Haddish, it seems like this is a genuine person. This is genuinely how she is. She just doesn't filter it. Right. And I think there's a difference between not having a filter and performing or putting on. And it seems to me she just doesn't have as much of a filter as some people are are comfortable with.
0: Yeah. Jordan Guerrero. Jordan, what's up, Jordan? Hey, what's up, Jordan? She said that I want Tiffany to secure the entire bag and do it while being 100% her authentic self, which she appears to be doing. I want her to have it all unapologetically. I want this for her and for all of us, all while knowing fully that my initial gut reaction to her was dipped in internalized Anti blackness and the trauma of her reminding me of the type of blackness that would probably mercil- mercilessly made fun of my type of blackness as a child, even though that is some bourgeois. I want her to secure the bag even while knowing fully that white America just wants to laugh mostly at her and use her and then spit her out. I just want her to be able to live and secure that bag, sis. Not everything is for everybody. Yeah, and I think that is a
1: point that I I never ever want to lose because I'm never ever letting that gaze, that white gaze off the hook ever. Mm -hmm. I absolutely believe that you know, well, first of all, respectability politics like it just doesn't work. Like talking nice and dressing nice and behaving just doesn't work. So, just from the practical point of view, it doesn't work. And then just the psychological damage of of having to constrain your true self. Like I absolutely want her to be her true self, but understand that a lot of these white audiences really just sort. And you can see it mm-hmm. when she goes on talk shows now. Like I think there's that one. That one appearance, and I forget which show she was on, where she, you know, first told the already iconic Will and Jada Smith story. Yeah. Where the look of amazement, where where I forget which, ho- it was Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy um, Fallon, was genuinely amazed at this story unfolding. But since then, it really is. She goes on and these hosts, you know, she's on Ellen, she's on these hosts, and, and they're almost like wind her up and let's look at the monkey jump. Mm-hmm. And that's not um, Tiffany Haddish's fault. That's just sort of the the dynamic of the black performer and the white audience. But um, I also think that that we have a much more extreme reaction to her because she's a woman.
0: I do, and
1: too. and we are much more uncomfortable with women. You know working blue as they say so Mm -hmm. you know uh you know but back to moms Mabelie all the way up and all the way up to tiffany haddish you know certainly monique would be part of this conversation as well we all we are uncomfortable with black women in particular acting a certain way and I, i just i have no interest in being part of that but i acknowledge the discomfort that people have i dig it yeah
0: uh Just to read one more uh note i saw here from Duante beddingfield, I thought mm-hmm. it was an interesting note that he he gives here he says if if anthony anderson could break out of the screaming, bug-eyed, running, fat Negro type and straight to video movies like Where Them Who's At and Barbecue at Booty Beach. Yes, and yes. get to Law and Order and Blackish. A lot of people don't know he was on Law and Order. For yeah, oh yeah. Maybe we need to ease up off Kevin and Tiffany and look at what they're accomplishing and consider that maybe they know what they're doing. I think she's great on the last OG. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about before like less OG is infinitely better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And Tiffany Haddish's performance is much more layered and nuanced mm-hmm. than I expected it to be. And you you know, we'll talk about this more next week. I I really like even going in after all the buzz and all, I really enjoyed her performance in Girls Trip. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely think there's a lot more going on with Tiffany Haddish.
0: The only thing that I will say, I th- I think and it may not be a big thing, but I wouldn't be surprised is that a, a little bit of the backlash against Tiffany is because when I look at Kevin Hart and i see you know sometimes yes kevin hart he comes on these shows they basically wind him up and let him go but that's what, but when you go on these shows that's what they do with comedians right. it's all about setting up comedians mm-hmm. and if your comedian is more of a personality then yes you do sit back and let them go that's what and you know who are we to knock that they did it for years with first Jonathan Winters going back into the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and then Robin Williams. Right. You know, so if if Kevin Hart does that, that's cool. I think a part of what happens with Tiffany Haddish, and it may be to a small degree, you know, this could be an argument, is that she is a personality. She is 100% authentic, and she does like to bug out. Right. She, She bugs the hell out. Well, she's still really
1: happy. And she, and, and she should be. And she should be. She was right. just living
0: in a car last yeah, year. Now yeah. look at her. She's li- right. like, she's, she's, you know, she's, uh, she's won the Samuel Jackson Award for movies in one year. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? But I think also what maybe troubles people about her is that, yeah, she's bugging. Yeah, she's loud. Yeah, she's crazy. But she's also pretty. She's also a good-looking woman. Right. She's also somebody that you could, like, you look at her and you could say, whoa, right?" that's a very striking, striking woman. You know, as far as the mainstream considers beauty. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's, it's a different thing if she's maybe uh, – a larger woman, or, or what have Or just you. desexualized. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Uh, oh, that's interesting. I, I I wouldn't be surprised that that doesn't also play a part, at, part in the, a little bit of that backlash, you know? Oh, that's interesting.
1: So if she fit more into what we, I mean, well, a, a mom's Mabelie mold.
0: I'm not, not going to go mom's basically Mabley.
1: desexualized.
0: Yeah, but mom's Mabelie was like like she was desexualized right right like, I which don't she think presented
1: she, as an older woman right yeah I don't yeah. think there was an
0: accent in, in in Moms Mavely. right? but like it, it, in my mind I'm thinking of just a year or, or two ago the whole brouhaha over Leslie Jones who I think is a very good looking woman right? but you know I could see mainstream Hollywood because she's a darker skinned woman because she's a short a uh, 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 a, th- a thicker woman right. would not consider her like this, you know Hollywood beauty. Right. So when she goes out there and she's she's bugging and being loud, oh that's fine. They're fine with that. Yeah, go ahead, be 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 your best self. Right, you know. But they um, and I think also to a degree, Black America is also cool with her doing that as well, as opposed to Tiffany Interesting. Haddish. Interesting. Would we Tiffany... be more
1: comfortable with Leslie Jones than Tiffany Haddish? Because, you know, I don't like Leslie Jones. Oh, you don't? I don't think she's funny. I don't think she's, like, drop-dead Le- funny, but I, I no, like No, I her. don't think she's funny at all, and I think her whole shtick is, um, now you talking about somebody putting on. Really? I think 80% of Leslie Jones' whole joke mm-hmm is that I'm an unattractive black woman and I'm sexually aggressive towards white men. And isn't that funny?
0: Oh, I don't... I, see one, I don't full,
1: no way. one full 85% of her jokes. That's the joke.
0: Oh, well, I've never heard of stand-up, so I can't just say that.
1: Right, I'm just, I'm just an unattractive black woman. Well, we've all agreed, apparently, and like you said, I don't remember taking the survey, but apparently that's what we agreed on. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sexually aggressive towards white men. Hmm. Who don't want to have sex with me, hmm. and isn't that hilarious? But back to and you kind of brought it up with Jonathan Winters. I think when we compare these sort of um, broad performances mm-hmm. between black comedians and white comedians, it's like it's it's a false equivalence. Okay. It's a false equivalency because of the his the history right yeah. that goes yeah, along. Yeah, that's a good it. point. So you know, and and you know the Leslie Jones who I'm not going. to Stick on this Leslie Jones bit. This whole sexually aggressive black woman, unattractive mm-hmm. black woman, mm-hmm. trying to get with these you know poor innocent overwhelmed white men, is just the Sapphire myth writ large. Right, and and it again it kind of taps into this really old ugliness that justified. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to put her out there like that, but let's just like generations of black women were sexually assaulted and raped. Because of this type of sensibility. Because as a white man, obviously, this woman threw herself on me. And that's the only reason all nine of us raped this girl. Right. Because she's so sexy. So, you know, I actually am way more comfortable with Tiffany Haddish. So, but this is obviously something we could talk about for hours. Obviously. they've, They've been talking about it for days in the Facebook group.
0: <laughs> they have. They've been going in. Yeah, so they've been going in. Um also I want to give a shout out to uh Ryan Sands. Yeah, oh uh, yeah of, of Runaways. Of runaways. Another another uh uh celebrity
1: fan. A B C Freeforms run or oh, is it on Hulu? It's on Hulu. On Hulu, Hulu's
0: Runaways, yeah. Yeah,
1: another fan of the Michelle. Yeah, thank you, sir. That's pretty dope. Yeah, pretty dope. Yeah, I like that. All right. I like that.
0: Now, if we could only get a shout out from your girl.
1: Oh Lord.
0: I think your heart would melt oh. if Anika Noni Rose. Lord have mercy. Was to say, hey, oh. I'm listening to the Michelle Mission. Oh.
1: Woo. Let's move it along.
0: Let's say she's listening. Oh. Let's say she. Let's say Anika Noni Rose. We just is, gonna stay here, huh? Is listening to this episode. right now. We just gonna stay here. Say something. Into the ear of a Nikononi Rose, Vince.
1: Ms. Rose, I enjoy your work, and I'm a long
0: time fan. The the amazing part is, that <laughs> you actually quivered a little bit when you said, "I know, right?" <laughs> it's like, oh shit, she might actually be listening. <laughs> What else we got, Lynn? I think that's about it. All right. That's about it for now. That's probably a good place to stop. Oh, no, no, no. We do have one little more piece of information. And this is for people in the Philadelphia area. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Uh, If you're in the Philadelphia area this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, at the Bryn Mawr Film Institute. Yes. Vince and I, the Michelle Mission, will be hosting a screening of Sorry to Bother You. Yes, yes. We'll have a talk back.
1: Mm-hmm. after the film you know Lynn and I'll talk about it for a minute and maybe talk to the audience so. yeah yeah I'm really looking I'm forward to really really looking forward to this film
0: now some people may not know what sorry to sorry to bother you is all about ladies and gentlemen but then let me tell you sorry to bother you is a new film from Boots Riley in an alternate reality of present-day Oakland, California, telemarketer Cassius Green finds himself in a macabre universe after he discovers a magical key that leads to material glory. Uh, That's all I'm going to read. It goes left from there. Yeah, This film, uh, which stars
1: Lakeith Stanfield and Tessa Thompson.
0: Tessa Thompson, Lakeith Stanfield, as well as uh, Stephen Yoon
1: yeah, and oh, yeah. Army
0: Hammer. Um, it, it actually comes out in, in theaters this week. Yes. Um, we're going to do a talk back at the Bryn Mawr Film Institute. We're going to put the post, uh, there's a Facebook post, we'll put it in our Facebook group. We'll also uh, tweet it on uh Instagram and Twitter, so that you can check it out. And hopefully, if you're in the Philadelphia, New York, New Jersey area, you can get to Bryn Mawr's,
1: right? Yeah, come join us.
0: Just outside of Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, yeah. Shout out Friday to uh,
0: missionary Jacob Mazer for putting it together. Yes. Yeah. Good yes. looking out, Jacob. Yeah. Shout out to big, big one love. So appreciate that. Okay. No. All think, right. I think, I think that's. I think that's. Uh, that that that, uh, that 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 does it. All right. Well, let's get into it.
1: Let's set it off. We set it off. He's
0: been waiting all week. (laughs) Before they started laying people off, they was paying folks $15 an hour at that place. Mm, That's good money. $15 an hour, I'll be old. What I gotta do, sir? I
1: wish we could just get out of here. Hey, Darnell,
0: I didn't know you had an account here.
1: We're going to have to let you go. The fact that you knew the perpetrator doesn't sit well with us.
0: Do you know Lorenz and him got away with 20 grand? That's what we need to do. Rob a bank. That's stupid. Ain't nobody over here going to be robbing no bank. we going to end up dead anyway. Maybe that's the way to go. Firing off a nod. We're just taking away from the system that's doing us all anyway. What if something goes wrong? What if somebody gets hurt? Let's do it. Alright, check it out. Y'all can roll with that right then. We ain't robbing stagecoaches. I need something I can set it off with. I ain't feeling this, Frankie. This ain't right. Okay. (gasps) They seem to know the inner workings of each bank. Their M.O. is in and out.
1: Please do not be misled by the fact that these four bandits are female. $12,000 in 90 seconds. (laughs) We said once to get us enough chance to get us up out of here. You ain't getting far on three grand. Don't make me get ugly up in here, ladies and gentlemen. All these women run together. Getting in way over the head, aren't they? Come on! Let's
0: go! Stoney! No more killing!
1: Just armed robbery... And is
0: murder Is it ours? Yes
1: Set it off. After being fired from her job as a bank teller, Frankie played by Vivica A. Fox, begins working at a janitorial service with her friends Tyshawn, played by Kimberly Elise, a single mother. Cleo, played by Queen Latifah, a boisterous lesbian. That's what it says in the synopsis. She's a boisterous lesbian. (laughs) And Stoney, played by Jada Pinkett, who is dealing with the recent death of her brother. The women are struggling with their finances, so they decide to start robbing banks. At first the group is successful, but they soon attract the attention of an obsessive detective played by John McKinley. 1996, directed by F. Gary Gray. This is the choice of Lynn Webb.
0: Lynn Webb, what say you of set it off? I remember very vividly watching this movie in the theaters and um, coming out of the theater feeling like I had watched something special. Mm -hmm. Like, I had just taken two hours of well spent time to watch a very good action film. Yes. Very good action film. You know, some very, like, you know, cleverly uh, clever and inventive and uh, riveting set pieces in this movie. But first and foremost, what I felt was that I watched four friends make a movie. Mm. And because I felt that to my core when watching this film, when I left it, I was very moved by what happens in this film. Mm-hmm. um it re- It really just like hit me. And watching it again today, I'm surprised to say that I was just as equally moved. Mm -hmm. When you're watching it with a critical eye, do you notice some nitpicks and stuff? Certainly you can. But like we've always said, if, if the acting and the story and everything is authentic and you can feel what they're going for you'll make allowances Mm -hmm. and in and in fairness there's not many allowances that you have to make for set it off at least not to me right the i think the acting is uh is is like top notch from head to toe i feel that every one of these women in embodies the character that they are trying to portray um one hundred percent authentic, I think that um John McKinley, as well as his partner Ella Joyce, are provide a nice little uh one level of stability upon which the story can ride. Mm-hmm. The other part of that stability is is bolstered by the romance that. Jada Pinkett's character Stony has with Blair Underwood, which I also feel is a legitimate romance because it's not like you know I met you and now you're the love of my life. No, right. It's just someone I've met and I want to be with you. I want right. to spend time with you. Um, there's not there's not a a false step in this film. I th- in the script. To this film, uh, I think that the script is very smartly done by F. Gary Gray of you know Friday and Barbershop f- fame. Um, I think that it is, uh is it it is honest in its depiction of you know South Central L.A. at this time in 1996, uh, without being heavy-handed about it uh i think you do get a little bit of a sense of the forces that are working up against this women mm-hmm. that then lead them to a life of crime is the life of crime maybe a big step perhaps but that's a movie otherwise you got to have a movie um i think that i think that both Vivica Fox and Jada Pinkett maybe do some of the best work of their career. No doubt. In this film. Uh, and that's a lot considering how young they are in their career at this point. <laughs> I think that Queen Latifah is absolutely mesmerizing in this movie. And if there was ever any doubt, in 1996 that she was destined for bigger things. This film told you that, yo, she is a force not to be messed with. I think Kimberly Elise brings an authenticity to what she's doing, but I think that may also be because of her novice, her her naivete in the acting field in this. Nevertheless, I still felt for her. Mm -hmm. Um... I even like Blair Underwood who I'm a fan of but like Blair Underwood never like like mowed me over. Right. But he is right in the pocket right in his lane with this movie. This hey. So, so he's just he's like he's like uh, we need you to be smooth, Blair. <laughs> I was about to say. I'll see what I can do. Blair Underwood as Blair Underwood. <laughs> exactly. You know um there's a scene in this movie, closer to the end, when you know, you know, they're bank robbers. Yes, so they give into the greed of it all. But even then, they're really giving. they, they yeah, I'm about that to they're say really they actually, the greed. Yeah. they actually are forced to make this move. Yeah. actually. they're forced to make one last one last play because of your boy Thomas. Th- was Thomas, Thomas Lee Bird. Jefferson Bird Thomas Thomas got Jefferson himself Bird. a perm and a
1: white woman. Yeah, Living the American dream, baby. Yeah, in the Della Vista
0: <laughs> motel. That's right. I'm like, dude, you couldn't get... He, anyway. He bought
1: a fancy watch, he got a perm, and he got himself a white woman. He's like a 1930s blues
0: song. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. But there's a scene right before they're about to go to... Um, D- d- to do this, this, to decide whether or not they want, they need to make this one last big heist, right? And Stoney Jada Pinkett's character is arguing with Vivica Fox, and the two of them were pretty much like the leaders of this crew, mm-hmm. um, with Jada being like the moral center and Vivica just being like the the, the strategist mm-hmm. of this because of her her experience working in the in banks. And um, they're arguing at one another. And then, and, and I remember the scene from when I seen it the first time. Jada Pinkett looks at Frankie, Vivica Fox character, and she's like wailing at her. And she's like, you said it was only going to be one time <laughs> yes. Frankie. And in the midst of all the energy that is in that scene, all the fire and brimstone and despair that is in that scene because they're they're being forced to make this one play. They thought they had set themselves up and now they've got to make this one play. In the force of that and the ferocity in which they are arguing at one another, yeah. when Jada says that line to her and her voice cracks and you see it all in her face. Mm-hmm. You see a sincere, scared woman. Yeah, oh yeah. Right there. And I remember when I saw it the first time, and it it, it hit me, like, hard. And watching it now, it hit me again. I was like, wow. Damn. It, it, it just knocked me back. It really sincerely knocked me back. This is the movie. This, I mean, I have said it before Low Down Dirty Shame. Low Down Dirty Shame made me fall in love with Jada Pinkett because I thought Jada Pinkett was gorgeous in that. This was the movie that made me fall in in love with Jada Pinkett the person. Yeah. I just I I am an unabashed Jada Pinkett fan. And I know there you know we're alone on an island. I understand. <laughs> you know, there's not many of us, but darn it, we keep it afloat because Jada's got stuff. You, you know, it's it's
1: actually become a running joke. I'm actually going to stop saying it because I actually because we taped the girls' trip. Episode yes. a few weeks ago. And I say it on girls' trip. So I'm just gonna stop saying it like this is now like how many we've seen her in this, we've seen her in Bamboozled.
0: Jacob's Jacob's uh Jason's
1: No, 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 I'm talking about on our on that we shows we've reviewed.
0: Oh, I thought we did, did, did we do Jason's Lyric? No.
1: Oh no. You know Suffice it to say, what I always say about Jada Pinkett mm-hmm. as we've been reviewing shows is that I'm not a big Jada Pinkett fan, but
0: yeah you do say that yes
1: but apparently I'm a Jada Pinkett fan (laughs) I think
0: um Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network hosted by comedians Jacquees Neal and Edgar Montplacier. the best way to eat a taco no what's the best way to eat a taco that's with your hands
1: with your hands also with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down it's like a layer it's the layer right so that the lettuce doesn't fall off can't have falling lettuce the first thing you said I think it's worth acknowledging there are aspects of this movie that don't make a lick of sense Mm -hmm. like if you scrutinize it for more than 30 seconds Uh, bank robberies don't really work like this (laughs) The the child protective services doesn't work like this. (laughs) Like you know, they just taking people's children. Uh, You 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 know, even the whole thing with her brother. You know what happens with Jada Pinkett's character's brother getting murdered is kind of convoluted. It is like it revolves around a mistaken haircut. Yeah, but F. Gary Gray very smartly makes the decision. You got to get these four women in a room immediately. Mm-hmm. Like whatever we have to do to get these four women in a room and kind of put them in this pressure cooker of this situation, we need to do because you are right. When when Vivica Fox, Jada Pinkett, Queen Latifah, and Kim Elise are in a room, it it is electric. Yeah, the four of them together. Yes. This, I think, I think this is the best thing that Jada Pinkett has done. I think um I think she's better in soul food. As but, far as Vivica. But I think this is easily the second best thing that Vivica Fox has done. I think this is the best thing Queen Latifah has done. Ooh, and uh, wow. we talk about it a little bit next week. I think Queen Latifah got boxed in. Okay. You know, I think it's I think it's a open um It's an open secret that we all have conversations about Queen Latifah's sexuality. Mm -hmm. Whatever it may or may not be. And ultimately, it doesn't matter. Right. But I think that has affected the roles that she has gotten.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So that when Queen Latifah has a male love interest, Mm -hmm. I don't think it has ever really rang true. as much as it has in this film, her love with this, um, with this woman, okay, like the like like the, the the sheer sexuality that Queen Latifah exhibits in this film, mm-hmm. nothing has come close to that with her on screen. Hmm. And I was a fan of her in Scooter on Living Single, and everybody like Khadija and Scooter. She was never; she never had the type of raw sexual energy with Scooter that you get in this. Kim Elise, I think you're right. Kim Elise in a lot of ways is the glue that kind of holds this thing together. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. I think almost immediately after this film came out, Everyone knew that this was something special yeah. and this was going to be something iconic. And I think what struck me so much watching it again is how, um, how sort of unapologetically feminist and black feminist this film is. Yeah. Um, because, because men, men are men and, and sort of sexism. Get in the way of Every woman in this Film and sort of Systemically and Systematically woman by Woman you see How Them trying to you know operate In the patriarchy if you will Mm -hmm. Gets in their way so that They can't achieve what they want to Achieve yeah and And so they have to Rob banks like like if, if, if If the rules don't work if, if you don't like the hand that you're dealt, sometimes you have to stop playing
0: cards. You want to talk about dealt a raw hand. The beginning of this movie, Vivica Fox, yeah, after not only being caught up in a bank robbery, witnessing someone get shot in the head, having that person's blood on her clothes and her face and she's fired and again I don't know like I actually said
1: to my wife apparently um, lawyers don't, don't exist in this universe like I don't think you can get fired that quickly but I also think that that is very realistic about women and particularly poor black women who kind of pull themselves out of their circumstances and the circumstances find a way to pull them back in, mm-hmm. and those circumstances oftentimes revolve around a man. Yeah, you know, even if there's just somebody that I knew. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, I think um, other thing that you said that I think is worth pointing out is that there is romance with Blair Underwood. Yeah, and and you know, Blair Underwood basically plays Blair Underwood. Like like you know, I'm smooth ass Blair Underwood. I show up and do Blair Underwood stuff, but it is not at all. The center of her story, no, or or I mean, if anything, he's just sort of representative of this freedom, exactly that she's talking about. It's funny, like I said, I was watching with with my wife, and we were kind of we watched this last night, and, and we actually watched Girls Trip, okay, the other night, and and she was like, well, you know, what do you think the difference is between Waiting to Exhale and Girls Trip? And I said, Waiting to Exhale, if you remember, all four of them are really kind of obsessed. Yep. With finding love yep. and finding this man. And then you get to the end of the film and they realize that their friendships are really way more important than these men. Like you get the sense that if any of these four women had gotten a man in the first 15 minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. the other three wouldn't have seen him anymore. Yeah, But then by the end of the film, you really get this solid um celebration of friendship. And I say girl's trip starts there. This fits really neatly in between those two. Because I do think that the friendship between these four is the most important part of the film. So that while there is a love interest for um, Jada Pinkett's character... Like you said, he plays his role. He's in the pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, he's listening to Miles Davis, you, you know, kind of blue, because what else would a smooth black man listen to in right. 1996? Right. And, you know, he buys her a pretty dress, and they go places, and then, you know, that's the end of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah, this it, it, this is a
0: fantastic film. It's... Uh-huh. I you like put this in the pocket in the middle and, and it's interesting you brought up Waiting to Exhale. Stephen Holden of the New York Times wrote about this film at the time that Set It Off might be described as Thelma and Louise ride shotgun in the hood while waiting to exhale. <laughs> yes. I thought that was like really, mm-hmm. really cool. Um, I actually would put this movie th- there's something about this movie. There's something about the scene when they're sitting up on the roof mm-hmm. and they're looking at the like the factory across the street and they're just having a conversation just smoking that bud and there was something that was just so of just the camaraderie that was there you know mm-hmm. just really really like like touched me in a way that i don't think that I certainly don't think that Waiting to Exhale touched me in that way. Sure. And as much as I am a fan of Girls Trip, I don't think Girls Trip touched me in that way either. And I and and I'm sure there've been other movies with you know black girls, you know a group of girls, but this this is the one that really kind of like just feels the the most real to me. Like even the scene. Where they're doing their riff on the Godfather, and that scene maybe goes on a hair a hair too long, but even that scene, I like mm-hmm. because you know that they're all not fans of the Godfather, right? It's probably Vivica Fox that is the fan of the Godfather because she's got the cotton tissues in her
1: mouth, right, right, right,
0: right. So it probably is Frankie, but because Frankie's my girl let's just play with Frankie. You know? And as much as Vivica's having fun with it, Jada's having a ball with it, Kimberly Elise character, Deshaun, Is still in character having fun because she's 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 giddy yeah with 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 the playing of it and then as it goes on she gets into it more because that's what you do when you're her right you know you're seeing everybody else have fun and you start to loosen up and you have fun with it I thought it was just so so endearing of a of a of a scene and I actually think that especially considering that it's a Godfather reference, a bold choice for F. Gary Gray um, to put that scene right there in the middle of the movie like he did. Well, I think
1: that is another scene that kind of underlines, like I said, when I was watching, like there's this really very well articulated black feminist perspective to it. Like sort of the theme of the movie is that we are poor black women. Mm-hmm. But we are taking ownership and claiming the roles that men usually claim. So yeah. whether you're talking about something that seems like a throwaway role, but again, you've got these four black women pretending to be the, you know, claiming this sort of iconography, if you will. Right, right. There's this whole thing with um, Cleo in her car. Mm-hmm. And she's got a car and is 96. So when we think about low riders, and certainly, you know, a car has been a phallic symbol since the 40s. Yes. So, you know, it's her and she has a low rider too. And she's bouncing it up and down. You know, you want to talk about phallic symbols. It's this whole ongoing deal with the guns. Yeah. Where, you know, they tell Cleo, oh, you know, they tell him, oh, well, I'm going to give you these guns. Basically saying you can't handle That's that, right. a real gun. And then Cleo says, well, I'm coming back for the Uzi. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, she comes back for the Uzi. So that again, and I would grant, I I would, I would offer that maybe this is why this one feels more immediate. There there is I think this one is more inspirational in a lot of Believe ways. Believe it right, right, right? You know, like you do, like you have these four women doing this stuff mm-hmm. that no one would think they were doing. And I love you compare like you mentioned that Vivica Fox's character has this knowledge of banks like you compare their robbery scene to Darnell at the very beginning Exactly. these knuckleheads yes. but they come in you know loud making noise waving guns around murdering people Mm-hmm. and then you look at how the girls execute bank robberies until by the end you know Cleo has a professional mask and they have
0: the overalls and they're doing it the way it should be done and there is the one pick that I do have to the nit that I do have to pick. Okay. At the end, because now at the end they've got to do it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Tom yeah. Tom is your boy Tommy Bird. Then, then made out with the, <laughs> made off with their money, right? So now they've got to pull one they've last. They've got to
1: do one. They got to do one last heist. And
0: they decide that you know well, we're gonna go big. We're gonna go hard. Yeah. So we're gonna go for the biggest bank. Right. 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 Fine. Why aren't you sending in your three best people? Why is that the one I, I, I that do, now I don't, Kimberly Elise... I- is is running the inn and Vivica's. I mean, the you're driver. saying Kimberly at least. Why why wasn't Cleo the driver? Like Cleo's the driver, but I understand. But I understand Cleo being inside because Cleo is your is like she's she's the enforcer. I,
1: you know what? I think they're so desperate by the end, and and that is something else that I like. I like the fact that they didn't get greedy. I like the fact that they got backed into a corner. Yeah, because they were ready to because they were ready to, you know, because the other thing that I like and, and, you know, we've kind of one of the things I love about the wire nobody in this film is stupid. Mm -hmm. The police know immediately like I love the fact that John McKinley's character from the very first robbery says this is connected to this person and that person and then, you know, you get the sense he's doing police work. Yeah. So it's like nobody is a dummy. We just can't going there and grab people. Exactly. And and you know so you know but that that last part I didn't mind that much cuz you know at the, at this point they're just they're just desperate. I know, but They're still, just desperate. But if you're desperate you send in your three hitters. I hear you. I hear you. I
0: didn't understand that.
1: I I, I didn't understand like I, the Kimberly Elise thing. Look, I didn't understand well I mean I do cuz you know how group dynamics work. Right. After Kimberly Elise ran out the first robbery you' we gonna give her a cut, fine she needs it for her child, which you know again, not a whole lot of character development. Mm-hmm. She she not have a child, and she's very sad. We're gonna give her a cup of baby, why don't you stay home? yeah, and let us rob banks,
0: make us sandwiches,
1: make us sandwiches, and we'll be back and, and we'll get you'll still get a cut. you'll get your cut because you'll hold it down home, get your child out of child protective services, where apparently they just grabbing people, but. You know. <laughs> no, yeah, that was
0: really. Rough. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it was a bad accident that the kid had, but like, damn,
1: yeah. But you know, again, I'm I'm right with F. Gary Gray. Look, let's look. Oh, okay, your brother's gonna get killed, or uh, you you're just gonna get fired. Like the robbery was at 7 p.m., 9 p.m. You're fired. Mm-hmm. Like it was just all right. And Cleo, you're just crazy. We got to get the four of them together, and and I wish, and and I'm gonna say it again next week. Like I wish Queen Latifah would just make these movies. Like, Queen Latifah is never as good as she is with other black women.
0: So, do you, Okay, so you mean as far as co-starring with other
1: Co-starring women. other black with other black I think Queen Latifah as a heterosexual love interest is... rings false. For, really? For whatever reason. I'm just
0: looking at the work that she's done. I'm thinking of... The, the ones that come to mind... Well, no. No, because uh, definitely on the side, but she, I, 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 no, I don't really believe. I'm, I'm in my head. I'm The seeing, best you can do is brown sugar. That's where when I was. Most
1: Deaf's character is chasing after her, and that's
0: really about most. And uh, that's really about
1: most. And frankly, most Deaf and Tay Diggs have more chemistry than most Deaf and Queen Latifah's character. And I don't mean sexual chemistry. No, I understand. I just mean the two of them in scenes together.
0: I understand.
1: But yeah, the, she was. What about in the, her and LL? Yeah, that, no. that it didn't work for that me. Work. That yeah. film with her in common. Well, yeah, well, we know. Yeah, that didn't work that for did. me. That didn't work. And and you know, I forget. I don't know anything else. She's had a love interest. Yeah. You know, Scooter on Scooter. Um, Living Single, which I liked. Yeah. But I didn't really think it was believable. I actually didn't think that that actor had any sort of sexual energy until I started seeing him on Black Lightning. <laughs> I thought it was cool because I feel like he's actually spitting game at old girl on Black Lightning. But yeah, like I think they say cut, and then he's like, "Yeah, you trying to go over to the table and you know get a Danish? I mean, what's good with you?" Because <laughs> the two of them you know, on Black Lightning, you talk about the the the, uh, the actress playing his wife. Yes. So, yeah, uh, you you know I I I thought Vivica Fox. You know I think. It seems like it would have it would be difficult to have '90s Vivica Fox and '90s Jada Pinkett in the same scene because they'll have like a sassy off. <laughs> but I thought Vivica Fox really played hurt mm-hmm. well because mm-hmm. I think she's just hurt. Like that's that's all I, it is. Like yeah, she's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. I can't believe I
0: did everything I was supposed to do. I was I was doing right. She was the girl of the of the of the squad. They had it together.
1: There's a throwaway line that I think tells you everything you need to know after they've interrogated her and she gets fired, and 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 she curses out John McKinley's character, and then she looks at Ella Joyce and says, "You didn't even ask me if I was thirsty."
0: Yeah, and and is and that hurt is
1: just throughout the film.
0: Yeah, because she, you know expects it from the rest of the people in that room. Right. Even right. the people that, you know, so-called her employers. Right. But damn, you sit, you're just going to sit there and just bust out that that uh, Aquafina that in front of me? <laughs> right. And you ain't right. offer me nothing. Your girl Ella Joyce is not utilized
1: at all in this film, but no, it is not. good to see her.
0: It is good to see Ella Joyce. Uh, I like Ella Joyce. I I enjoy her. She, it, It's amazing. She plays the partner in this She also plays the partner cop in a couple of other movies. So I'm drawing a blank on what they are. Um, And and fans of the Michelle mission probably know her most famously as the wife on rock. Uh, Yes, sir. Which to be fair is where I fell in love with her. Absolutely. That's where everybody fell in love with Ella Joyce. Um, She is an actress that then, deserves to, I don't know what she's doing now, but she deserves to be working more. I think more. this
1: is the second time we've had her on here. She was also in Tyler Perry's Temptation, a film by Tyler Perry. Oh, was she? As the, remember, she's the mother. Oh, yeah, that's she's right. She's the mother who summons the prayer circle. That's right, that's right. And that, I mean, it's a crime that those are the only two films that we've talked about her, but it's not a lot to choose from.
0: Yeah, I know, man. I'm, I'm just looking at her up. Looking her up on um, in Wikipedia, it said that she is a personal acting coach and consultant. I can see that. Yeah, she can teach some people how to act. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and has worked with uh, more than a few artists, including Tony Braxton. Well, Tony needs some extra credit. Um, and she does a lot of theater work. She does some theater work. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, I, 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 it was. It's always a pleasure to see Ella Joyce. Yeah, and like we had mentioned before, John McKinley. Always a solid actor. Mm-hmm.
1: And all jokes aside, love Thomas Jefferson Burdenness. Yeah. I love his character. Yeah. Because it's, it's such, there's a specificity mm-hmm. to his role and to his performances. And, and you, you know, as much as I love the dynamic between the four women, obviously, and I actually like the storyline of them being bank robbers. Yeah. I quietly could have watched a half hour one solid half hour of Luther's cleaning crew. Oh yeah. And just sort of the interactions between like, like, like the relationship between Luther and Cleo in particular. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I could watch this. This
0: movie set it off. Mm-hmm. First of all, because of this, the, the sparse cast would w- make for an excellent stage play. You could set it right there at the office building that they're cleaning, right? You could. It, it, you wouldn't have to go anyplace else. You wouldn't even. Have, you don't even have to see the robbery. I was you about see, to say they can reference the robbery. Rof, reference the robbery. Yeah, they can come running in with the money to hide it. You know. Yeah. I mean, and the, it would. It would kill. Yeah. It would, it would kill um, because you're right. I could just see these two, these four women, bounce off each other. They. They ain't, it, it, It'd be interesting to see. I wonder whether or not they could do it now. Like we've we've referenced it all during this show. You know, next week we'll be d- reviewing Girls Trip. Yeah, um, which is a return for Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett.
1: Right, and there's actually a funny moment that I just caught Saturday when I watched it again, where there's a scene where the four women are both they're they're all wearing wigs and sunglasses, mm-hmm. and there's a quick moment where Queen Latifah. And Jada Pinkett look at each other, and they nod their heads knowingly.
0: Yeah, and I'm like,
1: oh, yeah,
0: they've been there before. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I wonder whether or not you could get the four the four of these women in a in a, in a film again. It, I I would love it. I don't know, man. I would love it if you could. I I would love it if you could. I, I'm 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 scared of where a couple of these women's their careers have gone, and the acting that I've seen uh, from a few Uh, before girls trip I would not think that Jada
1: Pinkett could pull off an ensemble like this again but you know as we'll talk about next week I guess <laughs> hopefully you're listening to this like three weeks in the future so you can just play these episodes back to back yeah um I thought Jada Pinkett was was fantastic oh, so you Girl that I, I think I think Jada Pinkett yes I know you're a Jada Pinkett fan and you know like <laughs> I say well with others. you know oh no 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 I don't mean what play well you, with others I mean you couldn't see her in an ensemble I don't I didn't know if she could still do it yes, Frankly, she, yes. yes well well obviously she can yes um I think Vivica Fox is another... I don't think it's at the point with Queen Latifah, but as I'm sort of scrolling through my head, I'm also realizing I think I like Vivica Fox when she's doing stuff with women. Like, my fa- Like I just said it at the beginning of this episode. My two favorite Vivica Fox performances are in Soul Food and this.
0: I'm you, what's that movie that she did with... Um, is it with LL? The Rules of Engagement? Yeah, Two Can Play That Game. Two Can Play That yeah. Game. Yeah, I hate mean,
1: like that movie. No, yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I really like her in this, and I really like her in her acting. Like when she's actually acting, as opposed to, you know, I do think that there was a moment in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, where Vivica Fox and Jada Pinkett, frankly, like just sort of showed up and hit the button. Mm-hmm. And like the Vivica Boxatron 4000 is activated. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she just sort of. You know, I'm here for for Vivica, you know, you my sister, girl, you know, and she just dared to do that. Mm. But I like, yeah, I, I think they could. The other thing is, I love the fact that these actresses are older. And by older, Hollywood older,
0: mm-hmm. like,
1: you know, they're over 30. I mean, they're over 40. Mm-hmm. And they're still making this amazingly vibrant, giving these vibrant performances. So, yeah, I'd love to see the four of them together again.
0: Real quick before we get out of here. um, A couple of episodes ago we did Superfly. Yes we did. Where you for some strange obscene silly reason went on about this bubble bath scene with Ron O'Neill and what was the young lady's name? I forget the actress. Oh I thought you loved her so much. I do love her but it's it's, it's like 30,000. It's a a dirty dishwater scene. Yes. (laughs)
1: The bubble bath technology had not advanced as far as it has in 2018.
0: That being said, but you also praised that scene for the Curtis Mayfield track that yes. played on there. And that track Give Me Your cool. Love. Give Me Your Love, which is a great track. Oh, yes. I contend. Yes, you did. That the love scene and set it off. Right, was better. With Blair Underwood. And,
1: and, and Little Baby, Baby Priest.
0: No, 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 no! I'm talking about that. Yes, I think the scene in the remake is better. Right. However, I think the scene and set it off. Oh, the love scene with it, Blair Underwood and is better than one
1: with Superfly. Is,
0: is is better than both of them?
1: Right. Okay.
0: All right. So it's a very. It's a
1: very. It's a weird scene. Like why do you think it's weird? When he takes off his chain and he's doing his chain down her back and that's not weird, bro. No, oh, that's not weird. Not at hey, all. I'm hey, I don't kink shame.
0: That's not kink. <laughs>
1: that's,
0: that's not kink. That's that's that's
1: that's, that's it's, it you know
0: a tactile sen- ta- sensation.
1: Ta- and I'm gonna take my gold chain off and run it up and down your back and yeah. some oils involved. Yeah. All right. Hey. It's a better scene, hey. <laughs> it <laughs> was.
0: It's, a, it's Be- a, a... and the music was used better. <laughs> What's it going on? I can't pretend. We gotta talk about the soundtrack real quick.
1: This is a good soundtrack. Good soundtrack. That's, that's a
0: good solid 90s soundtrack yes, right there. It is, man. And then it, 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 the capper at the end. Is what well, I'm missing you?
1: I'm missing you. Is Brandy and and Gladys Knight yes. and like Deborah Cox? That's when they would just they were just grabbing people and putting well, them no, in the song. No, they together. had four
0: women in the movie. They wanted to have four women on the soundtrack. Yeah, no, no,
1: no, I get that, but why you just like how you just grab like how, mean, you, how you just grab- how you just grab Brandy Queen Latif? I mean, uh, Brandy Deborah Cox.
0: In Gladys Knight. Like, what is that? You just grab you just grabbing people. Was saying, you're not just grabbing people. Brandy with 96 was super hot. Ooh. I mean, she was hot. Okay. She was still hot. Deborah Cox was coming into her to herself. And there's there's always room there's for Gladys. There's
1: always room for Gladys. Gladys Knight. sets it off. Gladys sets it off. This isn't beneath Gladys Knight at
0: all. No, it's not. <laughs> All right.
1: Gladys needed to repair the deck on the back of her house. You
0: gonna leave me? You <laughs> gonna leave Gladys alone? No, I'm not, I'm, this isn't about Gladys. This is about this song. What? You don't like the song? I mean, it's you know, it is what, what? it is. It's a nineties nineties. It's scene. a good song. You, especially a, how it's used it's in the movie. It's not a bad
1: because you are you my gotta,
0: you know, what, soundtrack. You are my sister. Yeah. Yes, my strength. Yeah. And my pride. My strength,
1: <laughs> and my pride. There you go. <laughs> It's a damn shame they pull Gladys Knight into this. Are
0: you serious? This, this, she kills it. She, of
1: course, she killed it. She's Gladys Knight. And it's not a shame. You don't pull in Gladys a, is not embarrassed by this. Film. In, i bet she she's not, a, not embarrassed by I this. I bet that check clear. Yeah, you don't pull Gladys in for this. Yes, you do. She's a, the Empress of Soul.
0: <laughs> Gladys will gladly want to be up there <laughs> with Deborah and just like yes, whatever. How? I I'll, yes, let me show you all how it's done.
1: All right. Well, there you go. Look. You know
0: how I feel And Gladys fit in. Cause in ninety six everybody was grabbing Patty LaBelle. She would have overpowered the whole thing. Okay. Easy. <laughs> you couldn't have Patty on this. I, okay. That's enough of that. Well you couldn't. All right. Patty would it, look.
1: Well there's not enough first of all, we're right here in Philly. I don't really go in for no Patty talk in no, Philly.
0: I love Patty LaBelle. We were gonna get a but Patty can't do us. a song with with with, like, three other women. That's why LaBelle didn't make it.
1: Oh, my God. You're actually going to get our heads cut off. That's
0: why it didn't make it. Because Patty (laughs) said, I don't need
1: these women. Okay.
0: Did she? Say it, Vince. Say it. Did she
1: need them? See, now you've backed me in a corner where I'm actually going to say, I actually like LaBelle's music better than Patty LaBelle's music. What? I I think Patty (sighs) LaBelle.
0: But you know why you like Labelle's music better? I think Patty better?
1: Labelle's solo career is spotty at best, and it doesn't age that well. There, I said it.
0: Okay, maybe so. But you know why you like Labelle's music better? Because Patty is the singer.
1: Patty's the singer.
0: She doesn't need the other ones. Oh, for God's sake! Can we get Labelle is is seventies SWV? There, I said it. They're actually not. Yes, they are. Like,
1: like. Well, they, okay,
0: uh, no, they're not because yeah. SWV. Noona Hendricks sing.
1: Nona Hendrix did a lot of the writing. She did, and they actually kind of in, right. inspired each other. Like, that's a whole like, yeah, absolutely like, right. like, you, you like, I'm not getting pulled into a LaBelle con because this is going to be a three hour conversation. You're absolutely right. Suffice I'm it to wrong. say, okay, I'm wrong. All right, but that, go, that
0: was a bridge too far. A, yes, it was. That was a bridge too All far. Right. I am back. I'm right. back over
1: okay. the river Kwai. All right. I, I apologize. But set it off the damn fine piece of cinema i'm assuming you would recommend it
0: everybody should see it this is the film and soundtrack and soundtrack that ages well yes yet it does no
1: it does it does age well and here's here's my um recommendation not only should you watch set it off, watch it from the beginning and watch the unedited version like don't watch it on television
0: Oh no! Yeah, yeah, you gotta watch it because on
1: top. I think that sort of immediacy and that desperation that you're talking about that does kind of make it so powerful. Mm-hmm. It loses something when it's on television.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right because
1: there's there's sort of like this slow kind of. It's kind of like you you put some. It's like you put the frog in the water, mm-hmm. and you slowly get the water hotter and hotter. Yeah that is in this film, so that by the end, it it is almost uncomfortable. Like, I think F. Gary Gray does a great job kind of showing everything coming in on these women, no matter what they do. So...
0: Is this some kind of Baltimore thing of putting frogs in water and turning them... You've never heard that? That's how you boil a frog? I've never like boiled you frogs.
1: I mean, I've never boiled a frog, but you know, it's like you put them in, in the water and, and right. you sign, you turn the heat up slowly but surely. Oh. So that he doesn't notice how hot it's getting.
0: Oh, that's not cool.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not something you actually. But they talk about that oh. as sort of that's you know, cruel. It's not. It's not about actually boiling the frog. It's about how you set the set the mood. How you set a mood.
0: To, to set the mood to kill the frog. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, sort You're of, it's, him it's up.
1: just it's just a saying. It's,
0: it's, it's a, it, these sayings started somewhere. It's sort
1: of like you know they say eat the frog first. Like, Who says
0: eat the frog first? It, it's
1: the way of you say if you got a hard thing to do during the day, go ahead and do it as soon as possible. So you eat the frog first.
0: I've never heard You've that. you never said. heard that? That must be some Baltimore. Maybe stuff. in Baltimore
1: we just hate frogs.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what that's about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, don't come to Philly. Come to Philly talking about these frogs. Anyway. But Yes, we are recommending it. Don't let us be your judge, ladies and gentlemen. Go check out set it off. Streaming on a uh, streaming service near you. Yes, sir. Next week, we journey to the planet they call Brooklyn for a series of very special shows with some very special guests right from the heart of Brooklyn. Yes, sir. And as you heard us allude to all during the show, next week we will be reviewing Girl Trip, Girl's Trip, with the grand dame of tech from the Fan Bros show on Loudspeaker Network. We will be reviewing Girl's Trip with Tatiana King. Yeah. She was a hell. It was really our first time sitting down with Tatiana. Oh, it was fantastic. And it was really a great, great time. Com- we really great did. conversation. Great time. Um, she housed my wife's uh, pound. She kid. housed. Like, I'm gonna just go ahead and say that on record. She housed the pound cake yes <laughs> yes she did yes she did and those are no tatiana who is ma- just a little wisp of a thing it, it's it's all mouth apparently it's a tardis yes yeah yes, she's a tardis <laughs> tatiana king is a tardis oh that's a bumper sticker all right uh we gotta get out of here please like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Michelle Mission. If you have any comments or concerns, please email us at Michelle Mission at gmail.com. All of our shows are available for your download streaming pleasure on Michelle Mission as well as on the Podglomerate Podcast Network. And you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google Play, and any place and every place the good podcasts are found, including iTunes, where we ask you to leave us a. A uh, rating and a review because that helps people find the show like people like you. So, to all of our Michelle missionaries, he's Vince, I'm Len, and parting we say.
1: We'll see you when it's time to meet again.